0: A restaurant Unstoppable, episode 637
1: with Casey Anton and Mike McCallowitz That it's not how much we make, it's how much we take. I'm much more impressed by a business that does, say, $100,000 and the owner's taking home 80000 than a company that does a million dollars where the owner's taking home 50000 The revenue we generate for our business translates to stress on the organization. And so I think cash... I know cash management translates into profitability if we're simply just giving the right process to do it. Are you ready
0: for it, it factors? Success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and in today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Everybody loves payday, am I right? But loving your payroll provider, that's a different story. It's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, and who knows, you might even fall in love. To learn more, head over to gusto.com slash unstoppable. And when you run your first payroll, you'll get your first three months free. Again, that's gusto.com slash unstoppable. It doesn't get easier than Cake. Cake is the point of sale built for restaurants that's easy to set up and use with cloud-based access from any device, twenty-four-seven customer support, and a lifetime access to Cake University. How could you not love Cake? To learn more about Cake Point of Sale, head over to trycake.com/unstoppable. And because you're a restaurant Unstoppable listener, you will save seven hundred and fifty dollars off activation. Again, that's trycake.com/unstoppable unstoppable when your employees are empowered to speak up internally you can stay one step ahead of costly issues that can tarnish your brand before they become larger public problems ethics suite is the first employee incident reporting platform developed to be fully customizable for every industry including the restaurant industry Unethical workplace behavior is a threat. It's time to protect your business with an incident reporting system. Find out why Ethicsuite is the leading anonymous reporting system for the restaurant industry at ethicsuite.com slash restaurant unstoppable. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Casey Anton. Casey, are you feeling unstoppable today?
2: Absolutely. I always feel unstoppable. I mean, I got you here through Boston Rush Hour graphic this morning, <laughs> right. so I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty unstoppable.
0: And we we're supposed to have Mike live with us, Mike Michalowicz live with us, uh, the author of Profit First, and uh, we are going to record that bit separately and stitch it in later. Uh, but just let me give you, the listeners, a big idea of who we're talking to today. Uh, Michael Michalowicz, who will be joining us shortly, is an entrepreneur, lecturer, and author of five books, including Clockwork, Surge, The Pumpkin Plan, The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, and Profit First, which we'll be talking about today, and Casey Anton is the former is a former restaurant tour turned a bookkeeper who discovered the profit first money management system and was instantly hooked. Subsequently, she became a profit first professional mastering member. And there's only there's less than 50 of these in the world. Right.
2: I think now we're like at 54 maybe in the world. So climbing a little bit steady.
0: So now you're working with businesses across the US, helping them uh, basically eradicate entre- entrepreneurial uh, poverty. I cannot wait to dive into the topic of profit first, but let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us?
2: Well, it's on our wall downstairs here in the office, and it's a quote from Teddy Roosevelt that says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. And uh, myself and my staff really live by that code.
0: Tell, tell me like, why that really resonates with you and why that's so important to you, that, that mentality, that mantra.
2: Well, you know, oftentimes we're asked you know, what sets us apart. I mean, there's a million bookkeepers and accountants out there. Why us? And uh, when I really have to think about that and boil it down, I usually think, well, we're better than the guy you're using because we care more. Um, whether it's you know being good at curating my staff or just being lucky in the people I have working for me and where I come from, we truly become a business partner to our clients. We truly care about their business because their success is our success. So I think that quote really sums up you know how we all feel about the clients that we choose to work with.
0: Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, we're all human and we can pick up on uh, the authenticity of somebody's uh, level of caring, right? Oh yeah. So it, you can win people over. I mean, you might uh, mess up. For example, we had some audio technical difficulties right here, but I hope you guys are picking up that I care and I want to make this the best episode 100%. possible. And I'm sure because that, that caring is there, we're going to make this work and it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Just an example. But the mission of today's conversation is to introduce the restaurant unstoppable audience to the profit first money management system. Uh, this is when I would have Mike talk to us about the backstory of profit first and how this whole money management system came to be. And also he's going to get into the uh, technical uh, human factors, the variables as to why this sucker works and why it's so impactful. Uh, so, this was going to be where Mike dove into that. Maybe real quick, you can just kind of set the listeners up uh, as to what the actually you know what we're just going to transition right into Mike. So he's going to pick up. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here <laughs> and he's Mike will roll right into that interview, that portion. And yeah, we'll be back in like 15, 20 minutes. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you, Mike McCallowitz, Mike, are you feeling unstoppable? My man.
1: Clearly I am, because as you were doing the first and I cut you off. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling unstoppable until you stop me. Right?
0: I cannot wait to dive into the backstory of the Profit First Money Management System and the why of how it all works. Uh, let's just dive right into it, because we, yeah. we have a short window, so let's just get into the, the, the good content. So tell us a little bit about the history of Profit First, how you stumbled across this system, and then we'll, we'll trans, uh, transition into the why
1: yeah i i came across it honestly out of desperation i had grown a couple of businesses and while they were successful from the outside meaning they were multi million dollar businesses i actually sold both of them one to private equity another one to a fortune 500 inside they were rotting and uh and that's what the world didn't know the outside world um i, I was racking up debt left and right the, the stress was overwhelming and when i sold the businesses um they, they they did recover. Uh, I recovered financially on the sale. But on my third attempt, because I thought that I had to build businesses and dump them to actually make money, my third attempt, I couldn't sell the business because it was so um, it was struggling so much. I was an angel investor and I was horrible at it that um, I, I ran out of all my personal wealth. I eradicated every dollar I had. And I came to realize that I don't understand cash management for a business. I thought I did, but I really don't. And there was a research conducted in part by the SBA. I think there was other factions involved. And what was identified in this research was that 83% of small business owners, that's a company that does $25 million in annual revenue or less, according to the SBA. 83% of small business owners globally are in check-to-check survival means 83% of businesses don't know how to do cash management. Mm. It's a panic survival. So I, I thought the problem was just mine initially. And I went out to resolve it for me and I found out it's it truly exists for most business owners. And it's it's become truly my life mission now. I, my, I will, until my final breath, do everything I can to eradicate this entrepreneurial poverty we're experiencing. Uh, it's, it's unnecessary. And um, I, I actually don't even think it's the fault of the entrepreneur, meaning we're not It's not ignorance. We have extraordinary capability. We can do amazing things. We can do all these different elements for our business. Problem, I truly believe, is rooted in the foundational formula that we're taught. It's flawed.
0: Mm. Yeah, and and, I mean... There's so many different things I want to bring to the the, the conversation right now. But if, if you want to find more about the backstory, uh, Mike's backstory, uh, if you get his book, Profit First, uh, he spends the first chapter really diving into where his life was, what he had to go through to, to realize the importance of money management. And I always say this on the show. Uh, there's two things that should determine your growth as a business. Uh, the first thing should be your people. Uh, when you need room for your people to grow and the second thing in my opinion is your cash flow and i think i think that's I mean, do you agree with that or I'm, I'm just curious where you stand before i put words into your mouth
1: yeah yeah no i totally agree with it i i think you know it's funny i, I so many businesses i believe focus on the top line i did and it's very ego driven i would pound my chest saying hey man you know i just achieved a million dollars in revenue look how great i am until I saw the next entrepreneur who achieved $2 million in revenue and I felt worthless and I got to drive myself more and beat them. It was very much a vanity metric. And um, I was ignoring the cash. And, and now I, I've changed my tune. Well, not now. I mean, like 12 years ago, I had the realization that it's not how much we make, it's how much we take. I'm much more impressed by a business that does, say, $100,000 and the owner's taking home 80000 than the company that does a $1 million where the owner's taking home 50000 The the revenue we generate for our business translates to stress on the organization. The more we sell, the more obligation we have. The more obligation we have, the more stress we have. And and as owners of the business, we manifest ourselves. We worry, we feel the stress, the compression in our our chest. The balance to that is profitability, um, cash reserves, uh, the financial freedom, being able to do what we want when we want. And so I think cash... I know cash management translates into profitability if we're simply just giving the Right process to do it
0: yeah, you, we hear it all the time on the show you have to know your numbers, and this is what we're talking about when knowing your numbers knowing where your money is, what you have where where things are going and what I love about your your system is that it, it takes kind of all the guesswork out of it it's a simple system uh kind of using old ways of the past with the money the the envelope management system. Um, I'll let you kind of get into kind of well didn't you have an aha moment where you are sitting on the couch watching some infomercial or something yeah. like that? so take us to that point, and that kind of sets us up for you know the, the why it works in the, all the, the, the human variables that come sure, into why, sure.
1: Yeah, so the, how, the, how my struggles manifested was on that third company. It was such an abject failure. I was losing money so quickly, yet I didn't really logically accept it. I mean, emotionally accept it. I logically, I saw the money dwindling, but emotionally, I thought one big client would come or one big investor would save me. I would sell the business yet again, and it didn't happen this time. So I lost all my wealth, and that was you know, devastating to my ego. Um, so much so that I, uh, well, more than just my ego, I lost my house over this. I lost, uh, our, our, possessions, like our cars and stuff. We had to start anew. I never declared bankruptcy, but I was on the verge of it. I felt like I had to dig my own way out, but it also affected me emotionally deeply. I, I, um, went to a, a degree of depression called functional depression. It's self-diagnosed by the way. Shame on me. I didn't go to a therapist then. I do now, <laughs> but I didn't then. And, um, what I started to do was start to drink a lot, um, to self-medicate, just hoping I could go to sleep and not wake up. And that's not, like suicidal thought. I mean, just, I wanted like the next 15 years just to blaze by and, uh, and wake up like Rip Van Winkle on a new world. And, um, I was sitting on the couch one day, a little bit in a stupor or very much in a stupor and I'm, I'm flipping the channels and on comes this fitness expert talking about a core principle to fitness and what she was saying, was that most people try to change their habits and change who they are, and that's why fitness fails. She goes, the better, more effective way is to continue our existing behaviors but set up a system that channels that behavior to get the results we want. And she went on to explain how it works in fitness. As she was saying this, I was realizing physical fitness translates to physical fitness. I had so much clarity in that moment. I'm so grateful for it. I started to jot these things down. She went through four principles that I translated in the book – but they are the four foundational principles for driving positive cash flow in your business without changing anything about how you manage your business, anything about your behavior, just changing the system to assure profitability gets addressed first.
0: Can I just like interject real quick? Because I I want to put emphasis on what you just shared with us, the power of um, making systems work for you, you not, you not having the change to, to fit the system, but developing systems that are right for you because habits are hard to form. Habits are hard to to develop. And if you can keep your habits the same, but develop right. a system that that works well with who you are and how you function, do you want to get into the power of that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch- ch- changing ourselves is extraordinarily hard. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Once a habit is established, breaking it's hard. And you know, a classic example, if you, if someone smokes – if you're a smoker, you know how deadly and how dangerous it is. Like we don't need more education on that. Yet people struggle to stop it because it's an established habit. Um, so even if something's deadly, we continue to do a behavior. Well, when it comes to um, what this fitness expert was explaining was change the system around us to drive the new behavior, I guess like a nicotine patch or a, um, a vape stick may be a step in the right direction, for example. I'm not suggesting those, but it could be. Um When it comes to food, she was explaining that um, it's the normal behavior of of people to fill up a plate and then eat what's on our plate. She goes, therefore, if you want to control your caloric intake, simply get smaller plates Mm -hmm. because now the portions are controlled. It's forced uh, portion reduction and you'll consume less. You don't change. You still fill up your plate and eat what's on there. Uh, You can eat whatever you want, but by getting smaller plates, you can only serve less. Well, this is what we're going to do with our finances. Most businesses have a single – main account. One massive plate. All the money goes on there and we consume it all. We justify, I need to spend on this. I need to pay for that. What we do with Profit First is we set up small plates. We allocate portions of money to pre-intended purposes before we spend it. And then instead of seeing this one massive account saying, oh, that's how much money I have to spend, you will now with Profit First have what's called an operating expense account or OPEX account. And that plate, that small plate is what you have to work with, you know, with within those confines, and uh, this is true for um, tax reserves and so forth. These all these little plates are, and it restricts what you can spend. Just like a small plate restricts how much food you can consume. Beautiful. Uh, so, I mean, is this this isn't the Parkinson's law, is it? Well, yeah, it is. It is. So, so I talk about Parkinson's law in the book extensively. Um, Parkinson's law. Parkinson was a theorist studying how we use resources and basically one argument he made is as a resource expands its availability we consume more of it his classic study was around time so if, if you and i eric were discussing a contract and i said hey i'll get you that contract in one week and you said okay it'll likely take me that full week i gave myself a week of time but if you and i the same guys the same conversation about the same contract but i say i'll get to you in one day i likely will turn around in a day So the consumption of the resource of time expands or contracts based upon its availability. That was his base argument. Well, this is true not just for time. It's true for all aspects of resources, including money. And so as more money is made available, it's a subconscious response, but we spend more. You know, you'll, you'll notice in your own lifestyle, as you make more income for your own lifestyle, our lifestyle upgrades pretty quickly to match our income. Well, our business lifestyle upgrades very quickly to match the income into the business, leaving no money left for the business, uh, for, for the owners to take. So leveraging Parkinson's Law, what we do with Profit First is we start reducing the amount of money available to operate the business. Parkinson argued that as less of a resource is available, we become very frugal. It's called forced frugality, very frugal in its use. We also become very innovative in how we use it. So as less money comes into the business for operating and more money is allocated to our profit, we actually have to become more frugal, not get that expensive office space, not hire that other employee, but also we become highly innovative. We find ways to stretch our dollar. In yeah. fact, we've we run a system, of course, for ourselves now for 12 years. And uh, we got 20 computers, new computers that we needed for the office at $0. Uh, Roche, a major company, um, pharmaceutical, was uh, getting rid of their computers. And we were speaking with the RGR director. And they said there's always unused computers that no one wanted. We're going to recycle them. We took them. They were higher-end computers because they came from the research department than we were even going to buy. <laughs> so, you know, we would have never thought about that. Until we start restricting cash flow, yeah. The well, more money you make available, you can make you know flippant decisions, which are usually flippant bad.
0: Yeah. When I hear you talking, I just can't help but think from my pilot days. One of the, the professors would. Uh, Describe the term, you know, fat, dumb, and happy. Is when the pilot yeah. is in cruise, and uh, we're, you know, maybe two hours out from our destination, and we just get lazy and lethargic, fat, dumb, and happy. And that's when the trouble happens. When we're fat, dumb, and happy, is when the trouble happens because things sneak past us. And this is what happens when you start to get cash flow, and you're just throwing money at your expenses. You know, you have money. Money is good. Everything seems like it's going to be great. But it's when things seem like they're great that you get fat, dumb, and happy. And by using a profit first, it forces you to be lean. It forces you to 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 use a limited amount of resources to get creative. And it, it keeps you lean and scrappy and innovative. And, and that's one of the things I love about Profit First. Do you want to reflect?
1: Yeah. So uh, is absolutely true. The funny thing is with the Fat, Dumb, and Happy, we become blind to it. And this is a justification behavior that we all have that when we do something, it's emotionally based, and then we backfill it with logic. So as more money comes into my business, I'll say, oh, I need to hire that employee. Well, really, the emotion behind that may be my ego. I want to have a bigger company um, or, or whatever. There'll be a reason. And then I'll backfill with logic and say, well, this employee, they're going to take such, so much work off my plate and so forth. When if I didn't have that money, I may look at my work in a different way and say, you know what, I'm doing stuff that's not even necessary. Or maybe there's a software application that can do this for $10 a month instead of hiring a full-time employee. So we just have to be real. We have to realize that we are human, and therefore we make emotional-based decisions, and we backfill with logic, and we actually try to convince ourselves why we did the right thing. When the money's not available in the first place to spend, we can't go through that behavior, and we have to work accordingly or appropriately with the money that we do have.
0: Beautiful. So, some of the things we covered so far: Parkinson's law. We covered uh, the the power of small plates. Uh, do we get a little bit into the primacy effect?
1: Yeah. So, the, the primacy effect is, is this: that w- we put. The most weight in something that comes first, so there was a cool study um, and i can 't replicate it uh, you know on a podcast, but you can see this in print, but basically i 'll try to explain it um, This study put like i think five words down, and uh, they were identical words but in a different sequence, so the first sequence had like love, respect uh, neutrality. And the last word was evil. They took the same words and flipped it. The first word was evil, then bad, then neutrality, and then respect and love, right? The exact same set of words. And in this test, they said, which person is the criminal, which person is a saint? And everyone said, Oh, the saints, the one that starts off with love and so forth. Um, we put more weight, more significance than what we see first and start applying a bias Uh, And use it to justify the rest of what we see. So if the first few words are love and respect, like, oh, that's a saint. First few words words are evil and hatred or whatever. Like, oh, that's the bad person, Mm -hmm. even though on a logical basis, they're the same. We have to realize that we're very affected by this primacy effect. When money comes in, if the first thing you're looking at is bills, you're going to put extraordinary weight in that and you're going to spend all that money on the bills and justify it. We need to do this. It's appropriate so forth and pay ourselves last. That's the horrible thing. And many business owners, myself in particular, I became resentful of my business because all the money was constantly going out the door. Every dollar I made was going out the door immediately. Well, once I started taking my profit first and paying myself and taking care of my taxes first, then I saw what my business truly had to operate itself and now the primacy effect works my my advantage every time money comes in i allocate money to a profit and there's a dopamine response I'm like wow i uh i just took money for myself and then i pay myself a salary i'm like wow and then taxes are reserved i don't have to worry about that and then the business gets the, the money it truly has to operate itself so by taking your profit first you make the primacy primacy uh, i'm sorry the primary effect that Uh, work to your advantage and ah, to your advantage i'm tongue twisted
0: (laughs) i think we're picking up what you're putting down Uh, so we've covered pretty much the the majority of the why the human variables as to far as as far as why this works is there anything we're missing is there anything else you want to bring to the table before we thank you for your time and uh, bring casey back to the conversation
1: yeah 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 so the last thing i just wanted to share is that this system you know we have rolled it out to over 150,000 businesses. And by the end of 2019, it's going to be well over 250,000 in our estim- estimation. And what we found is the businesses that successfully implement profit first do it slowly. That's the key. Um the whole KC can outline the entire system for everyone and, and it can get overwhelming. And the shame is when we get overwhelmed, we don't do things. So the key is to start slowly. And what I suggest most people do, just to get your feet in the water, is to set up one account, a profit account at your current bank, allocate one percent of your income to it. So if a thousand bucks comes in, you put ten bucks in the profit account. And if you can run your business off a thousand dollars, sure you can run your business off of nine hundred and ninety dollars. There's no, you know, consequence to how you operate your business, but it's very consequential in that you'll start taking your profit first. You'll start putting the primacy effect in place now by taking your profit first. And yeah. that dopamine will release and you'll start building the muscle of profit. And then maybe a month or two from now that one percent goes to two and three and four and starts growing. But you can only do, you'll you'll most likely do it successfully if you start slowly and to continue to take baby steps to where you want to be.
0: Yeah. Know? What Mike's talking right now is developing habits. When we develop habits, it's really hard for us. So if you lower the resistance, if you make developing the habit as easy as possible, think about going for a run, right? You don't have to start with three miles every morning. Start with putting your shoes on and walking to the curb and back to the right. house, right? And that's what you're talking about right now. You're making the, the resistance to developing that habit as easy as possible. So it gets easier and easier. And when you lower that bar and you you know. You, you achieve it, you get that, that that dopamine release, right? And every time exactly. you raise that bar, you're still, you still you you develop, you get hooked on this this these chemicals that your body's releasing because you're you're achieving the goal, right? Um, that's and that's exactly. why it's so so powerful. Um, so anyway, I've, I've really loved this conversation, and I want to take this moment to to thank you for your book because I've read it now four times, and I to 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 put emphasis on what you're sharing with us that it's hard to start. I I think I discovered your book over a year and a half ago, and I still have not yet implemented this. But Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I'm I'm partnering with Profit First and Casey in in creating awareness around this and creating the the, uh, hopefully additional material around this this this. method that you've developed is because i'm forcing myself to really master it and learn it so i can implement it here at restaurant unstoppable and i want you to know that this week right after we get today right after we get off the call i'm going to set up my first account and i'm going to write you that email and uh, i'm going to be a part uh, and i I really want to walk the walk so uh, thank you for the motivation and the inspiration
1: oh you're very welcome and and, uh, i'm wishing you huge success and huge profits
0: all right mike thank you so much for the time today Uh, we're going to bring casey back and i appreciate you uh sharing your knowledge
1: Here's Casey.
0: (laughs) Cheers. All right. Before we bring Casey on, just one quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. Did you know the National Restaurant Association states that losses due to fraud at a restaurant run around 4% of sales? That's like an annual marketing budget. Workplace harassment, discrimination, misconduct, theft, and fraud can all have devastating impact on a restaurant's profitability, public image, and result in legal liability. But how do you respond to and mitigate risk if an incident goes unreported internally before it becomes public? Ethics Suite provides a line of communication between you and your staff, allowing you to stay informed and respond to incidents rapidly and privately. With Ethics Suite, your employees can easily respond report, suspicious activity, or potentially unethical behavior from any device anywhere, and employees can also submit reports completely anonymously if they so choose. Safeguarding your business starts by listening to your employees. It's that simple. Find out why Ethics Suite is the leading anonymous reporting system for any restaurant in the industry. Head over to ethicsuite.com slash unstoppable. All right, we're back. So uh, Mike just told us about the history of profit first, why it's so impactful, and now we're going to dive into Casey's portion, which is why profit first works especially well for the restaurant tours. So our listeners know the history of profit first; they know the, the human factors and why it's so impactful. Why don't you tell us now uh, why it's so so incredibly important and effective with restaurants?
2: Sure. Thanks. Um first I'd like to g- probably just go back to w- why I feel like I'm the right person to speak about this. And um that would be because I'm from the restaurant industry. I've worked in it since from 14 to 40 years old um in every type of restaurant and every position in the restaurant and I was lucky enough to own and operate restaurants in Boston um in my 20s and 30s. And um from What I learned there, I mean, we had a very popular restaurant, so we saw some good times, some real good times, and then, you know, restaurants kind of wear thin, and for us, September 11th had happened, and things happened, so we saw the other side of the restaurant coin, which is not so pretty, and actually downright dirty, so, Um, but once I read, I got out of the business after I had a family and went into bookkeeping, more consulting for restaurants, and then I picked up the book Profit First on my honeymoon a couple of years ago, and I just jumped off my chaise lounge chair. I was in in Maine at this great resort in Ogunquit, and I said, this is it. This is what my clients need. Because I knew right then and there, had I known about Profit First and and this cash management system in my restaurants, I probably wouldn't be where I I am today. Um, Restaurants are a business of nickel and dimes, more so than so many other businesses. And this system, this cash management system really puts intention behind the money that comes into your business. And when you do that, the expenses will conform to what they need to be in a restaurant because you just don't know what sales you're going to bring in every day. I mean, you can have an idea of it and you might be pretty close, but you don't know when Game 7 of the Stanley Cup might happen. That's going to affect some restaurants. And you don't know when a snowstorm might come in and that's going to affect sales. So given the fact that restaurants make it happen no matter what the outside factors are, profit first cash management system will help you with that in 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 the fact that your expenses need to, com- to conform to what the income is so it's it's transformational um we work with several restaurants more than several right now doing profit first and it's made all the difference in the world
0: yeah um like like i said uh, mike's we're gonna record mike's bit separately but uh I'm assuming that he's going to touch on the human factors. And basically when you're given a certain, an, an allowance, right, you're likely going to use that entire allowance. Uh, but if you limit the allowance, you, your mind, you tap, you start to tap into that, that creative part of the mind. And I'm sure this is going to come up in the conversation. so I'm probably re uh, you know, I'm probably doubling back right now, but I think it's worth it because I think that's what you're talking about right now. Like there's a switch that gets hit when you, when you limit, the the resources you, you just tap this you tap into your frontal lobe you, you you turn on that frontal lobe do you want to speak to that a little bit
2: yeah that's exactly right and that's just one of the many benefits I have found in using the profit first cash management system and and Mike I assume we'll talk to it in his piece but part of it is based on Parkinson's law which states that um, Basically the time that you're you're going to use the time that you're given to fulfill any projects if you're given 10 hours to fulfill a, pro, fulfill, fulfill a project you'll do it in 10 hours if you're given 1 hour for the same project you'll do it in 1 hour he he might give the example in the book of of toothpaste, a tube of toothpaste. You know, you're you're going to be liberal with it from the moment you open that brand new tube, right? But when it gets down to that very nitty gritty, and you're squeezing and you're pushing to get every last drop off, and you might only get half the toothbrush filled. Well, you're going to make do with that half toothbrush full of toothpaste. You know, so yeah, that's what it comes down to. You know, making figuring out how to make more with what you have, or how to just make it work with what you have, and and you will, and you do. And what I have found in my um, experience with Profit First is that you do it better when you're doing it under the guise of, this is what I have, I'm going to make it work.
0: Yeah. So let's let's talk specifically about the restaurant industry and why Profit First works better for restaurants than other industries. Why it's so powerful in this industry in particular.
2: Well, I will say that I can't find a business that it doesn't work for, but especially like you just said with restaurants, one, because restaurants are used to having to make do with what they have because of so many outside factors. But secondly, you know, with restaurants really not having giant profit margins and being a business of nickels and dimes, you do have to watch every single dollar that comes in and then if you're just if you're just intentional about what you do with that dollar, it will make all the difference in the world. So profit first, what it says. Take your profit first. Yeah, And you can do that. Now, with the restaurants, it's it's a little different. And the book you know, spells it out uh, pretty well. But with the restaurants, one, of every dollar that comes in, you're going to pay meals tax. So let's set that aside because it's not your money, right? And some restaurants can get into trouble if they don't do that. So it's great to just immediately set that money aside and have that ready to go come tax time. Secondly, you pay for food and beverage, liquor, whatnot, that's got to be paid for. And if you, you know, if you, this is what I really like about it. If you have a, if you know what your costs are, you cost out your menu accurately, which is a topic for another conversation, but so important to have accurate menu costing. And if you say, I know I'm at 30%, well, then take 30% of every dollar that comes in and put it to a bank account and call it costs of goods sold, food, beverage, whatnot. And therefore, that becomes your budget, that bank account, that 30% that's going in there off every dollar. That becomes your bank account to pay your vendors with. So guess what happens? If it comes to the end of a cycle and there's not enough money in that vendor account to pay those vendors, well, guess what? You're not running a 30% food or beverage cost. You're running higher than that. And wouldn't you rather know that now then a month two six months down the road, when you finally decide to maybe take a look at those financials and understand what they mean yeah, this is n- immediate
0: if we''re, we're if we're going to start profit first, like how do we do it what's that process of implementing profit first in our business look like
2: okay, sure well, first i'm going to say that isn't. It's not a different accounting system. So you're still going to have a profit and loss and a balance sheet, and you're going to reconcile and do all the stuff that every accountant you know, in the world, or at least the U.S., that they do. So that's not going to change. This is just a cash management system overlay. So what happens is instead of your traditional one or two bank accounts that you might have set up for your business, the typical profit-first cash management system is going to have you open five and those five are, and you nickname them with whatever um, bank you choose. Now, and you will want these to be free um, business checking accounts with no fees, no minimums. And yes, those banks do exist. We actually have a whole listing of them across the US the banks that, that know about Profit First and love to work with us. So, anyway, so those five free accounts, they're going to nickname them Income, Owner's Pay, Tax, um, opx, and then, what did I miss? Oh. What did I miss? Profit, tax, owner's pay, income, and OPEX. Yes, those are the five. Sorry about that. So it's important to kind of have them set up in order with your um, the income is going to be the account where all of your sales, all of your deposits, that's all that goes into that account. You're just going to keep piling money into the account. Then when you decide to do your allocations, now the book, if you read Profit First book, it'll say the best days to do them are the 10th and the 25th of every month for various reasons. Uh, I find for restaurants, because cash flow is often tight, that it's better to do it weekly, even more than weekly if cash flow is that tight. So it's absolutely possible to do it as much as possible. The point is to always do the allocations the same way. But let's say we're going to do it weekly. Then whatever day, maybe every Tuesday when you know all your credit card deposits hit from the weekend, you're going to go into your open up your bank account. You're going to see those five accounts. You're going to have all that money sitting on in the income account. Hit us with the five accounts one more time, just the drive Sure. Out. Yep. So you're going to have the income account, which all the sales hit. Yep. Then profit, owner's pay, tax, and operating expense. Those are the five basic profit-first accounts we have businesses set up. Got it.
0: So, so now the- you're in your banking account. You're looking at these accounts. Stick from there.
2: Yep. So I will add. So for restaurants, we 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 ask that they add a couple extra accounts, which okay. are really key for restaurants. So for restaurants, I would have them add an additional um, cost of goods sold account, a labor account for their payroll, and because those are the two prime costs in a restaurant, it's important to separate those out. And then a meals tax, so we don't get in that meals tax trouble that we often yep. see.
0: Yep. Okay. Cool. Take it from there.
2: Okay, great. So just say on a Tuesday, you log into your uh, bank account. And in that income account, you see for easy numbers. You see $10,000 sitting there. Well, if you believe that your cost of goods sold is 30%, you're going to transfer 30% of that 10000 so 3000 into there. Then if your labor runs at, let's say, 30%, then you're going to transfer $3,000 into there. So now we have $4,000 left in that income account. Then you're going to transfer off whatever your tax rate is in in your town or your state, and that'll go in the meals tax. And then what's left over there is what we call real revenue. So that's going to be also known as gross profit in accounting world. So it's it's the money left over after your prime costs are taken care of. So we'll just we're going to use just for round numbers, we'll say there's four thousand dollars just left in as real revenue. So that money is then distributed to those four other accounts, which are profit owner's pay, tax, and operating expense. So off that real revenue, we'll put percentages. Maybe we're going to put 5% in that profit account. We're going to put maybe 20% in owner's pay, Five percent in that tax account. That tax account is just to pay for the owners' taxes. Profit First is very much about rewarding the owners. It's the owners that created the business. The owners that should be rewarded by the business. So that's what that tax account is for. It's to pay the owners' taxes, and then the remaining—what would that be? Seventy percent of that would go into opex to pay the overhead operating expenses of the business. Those are just um, kind of random percentages, are sort of common that I have come up with, but. In order to get your percentages for your particular restaurant, we would run a full profit assessment. That's something that we do. It's also described in the book if someone wants to attempt it themselves. But it really just takes the history of where the money has gone in your business for the past year, maybe two years. We kind of start with that. And then we have a game plan on to the target percentages we want to get to for maximum profitability in your restaurant.
0: Okay. So... I'm still learning here, too. Like The whole purpose of this podcast is for me to go out there and learn and to share these lessons with you at home listening to this. So I want to make sure I understand this. So are you saying that when we go to our banking account, uh, we have all these different accounts set up with our bank? Uh, I counted up to this point uh, seven accounts that you're recommending that we set up. With the five, I'm sorry, eight accounts. Yes. With the five, uh, the profit, uh, the owner's pay, the taxes, the operating expenses, and then the three additional that we are using because we're a restaurant, so cost of goods sold, labor, meals tax. Uh, So I'm a little confused here. Are you saying that when we go to that that checking account uh, at the end of each week, to, to see where we're at, to, to do our, our analysis, uh, we're going to first take the cash that we've earned that week, and we're going to make sure that the cost of goods sold, labor, and meals tax are the, are the first things that are being taken care of.
2: Absolutely, those are your prime costs; they come first. Yeah. So this is
0: unique to the restaurant industry because from maybe and correct me if I'm wrong. Like I said, still learning here. Uh, the way I when I read the book, uh, it's it's profit first, right? So you want to pay yourself first. So in this circumstance, we want to make sure those. Uh, prime costs are being taken care of. Why is that? Why is that the, circum- the circumstance with restaurants?
2: It's also the circumstance with the construction industry as, as well. You always take your prime costs out first because it's... Prime costs are basically... It, it's It's expenses that you had to incur in order to produce that revenue that came into that bank account. Without those prime expenses, you wouldn't have produced that revenue. Whereas op X, that's kind of one of the bank accounts that falls below, that's more of your overhead. More if nobody walked in the door, you would still owe those expenses out. So um the way I think Mike puts it it in the book, and it might be he might be referring to the construction industry, but it works well for restaurants too, is you know, you could have a million dollar job. You know, maybe you're building a custom home for a million dollars, but it's gonna cost you 750000 of prime cost, like you couldn't do it without the materials and the labor to build that house. Well, that's not, your business isn't really worth a million dollars. Your business is worth the difference, the real revenue of that. It's the money that your business generated from producing that job. The money that you may, you know, just the prime cost, of the money you manage over it. So we're just looking for the gross profit because that's what you can really control, um, in your business, in your restaurant.
0: Got you. And we may have covered this with Mike. And if this sounds repetitive, I apologize, but it's probably a good thing if it's repetitive because we want to drive this sucker home. Uh, The traditional model uh, of the way way people operate their businesses is um, revenue minus expenses equals profit. That's the formula, the traditional formula, right?
2: Correct. The traditional formula. So
0: this formula is saying uh, revenue Mm -hmm. minus profit equals expenses. Exactly, Um, And that's, that's i think the the i don't know if we've hit that yet maybe a little bit do you want to reflect on that what i shared or is it worth uh,
2: yeah I, I mean i could speak to it i'm sure i'm sure mike will in his piece as well so i mean his the whole I guess point to profit first is he's flipping that equation over. So you're right. So say it's sales, you know, or revenue. It's basically sales minus expenses equal profit. That's the that's what we've learned since the beginning of time. That's what we were taught. And what happens is that means that profit becomes you know the afterthought, the last person to be picked up for kickball. It's just. Maybe something that might happen if you're you know lucky enough, um, and if we treat it that way via that equation, sales, minus expenses, equal profit, then it doesn't become a priority it doesn't really become important. it is the leftovers and if it's your business, why would you want to treat profit that way? Profit is uh, not all it's extremely necessary for a business it's not just to reward the business owner it profit is what makes your business grow. It's, it's what services debt if there's debt service. Profit is extremely important. It's how you take care of yourself. And Absolutely. Your and if you're
0: not taking care of yourself and your family, then guess what? That business isn't going to last that long, yeah. Because your your life is going to fall sure. out from underneath you. So uh, I just wanted to put emphasis on that because I think a lot of people when they hear profit first, they're like, it's not about the profit, it's about the people, it's about relationships, and like that's not the mentality that I want you to hear when you hear profit first. It's about taking care of yourself so you can take care of other people. Uh, and if you're mm-hmm. not taking care of yourself, and this is something that comes up time and time again in the restaurant industry, is burnout. And we lose we lose track of the finances, and then once once that happens, like it's just mayhem. So, I want to put emphasis on this whole idea of of paying yourself first, uh, and uh, the idea that you, you need to pay yourself first, so you can take care, so you can do all the things that we're supposed to do, like take care of others. Um, so, just to kind of bring you the listeners back to where we left off, uh, Casey set us up with the different checking accounts that we're going to have, and there's eight accounts. The first one. Profit, that's you're paying yourself first, uh, then owners pay, and we'll get into the differences of these, I'm sure. I'm just trying to get some repetition here. Mm-hmm. Taxes, operating expenses, and then the three unique that you, you pay out first are the cost of goods sold, labor, meals tax.
2: That's right. Cool. Yep. And I, let me just add to that. So... You know, I as soon as I got out of the restaurant industry, I sold my last restaurant in 2008, um, and then kind of just fell into uh, restaurant consulting. People in the industry had asked me to help them set up their restaurants, and it all kind of came back to the financial foundation. So that's really kind of where I honed my skills. I was just ended up being good at the numbers; it's something I understood. Um, So that's really where I ended up starting Spark Business Consulting, which is uh, bookkeeping and accounting. Especially for restaurants. And I would tell you when I would first walk into a restaurant, if they had more than two accounts set up, checking accounts, I'd be like, oh, here we go. Well, this is gonna be a nightmare. Oh, so right. I was never for that until I learned the profit first cash management system. And I know it might sound daunting. What do you mean? Eight bank accounts? Holy cow it really it really flows so well. And we're, you're only touching a couple of those accounts maybe once a week. If your cash flow gets really good, which is another wonderful side benefit of profit first, then you might only have to do it twice a month, which is even better. So it, again, it may sound daunting for the accounts, but they're going to be free. They're going to be no minimums. And it's really, if you just follow the system, it, it'll take you no longer than five to 10 minutes a week to do this.
0: Okay, so w- we've identified the accounts. We've identified... Uh, the value of setting it up like this, what's next in that that process of how?
2: Okay. So you know we, we got to our, our allocation day and we, we log into our bank and we see all that money nicely piled up in our income account. Now we're going to allocate it to all the other accounts, right? So then that income account is going to go to zero and the other ones are going to be populated. So that first one we had talked about, well, we'll say it's meals tax, right? So that money is nicely set aside for meals tax day, done. Second one is the cost of goods sold. You can write your vendor checks or however you pay your vendors right out of that account, and that'll keep you on track with your food and liquor costs. Done. Second one is payroll. Just have your payroll pulled right from there. All set. So then we get to the other accounts. Profit. What we're going to do with that is we're going to be scrolling that money away, transferring it to a, a remote savings account. Plenty of banks out there offer high interest rate, no minimum, no fee savings accounts. And we're going to squirrel that away to one of those accounts. And we're going to do the same with the with the tax account. This would be the owner's tax account. Squirrel that money away for a quarter. The reason why we do that uh, is well for two things. One, it's going to just earn you money um, over in that savings account, which is nice. And it may not be a ton of money, but it's it's going to be maybe about a hundred or two bucks, so that's not too bad. Secondly, it's out of sight, out of mind. We don't want to keep it in that same local bank where. Something might, you know, go awry in your restaurant and all of a sudden you see, you know, a thousand dollars in that profit account. Oh, I'm gonna transfer that right over to OpEx. I need it, I need it, I need it. And um a lot of decisions I, I know firsthand are made that way in a restaurant and we we don't want that to happen because we know you'll find another way. If we just move that money aside and it's not accessible to three to five business days, you'll find another way. And that's a lot about what Profit First is about. Again,
0: tapping into that frontal lobe, mm-hmm. hitting that switch and forcing you to get creative and scrappy. Yep. And resourceful. Exactly. Um, so I cut you off there. Keep going.
2: Yeah. So now we have our profit and tax accounts squirreled away in those uh, these remote savings accounts. So those accounts now go to zero in your local bank. Owner's pay, that's for the owner to write themselves out a check. That is their pay. If the owner's on payroll, then you can move that up to your payroll account and that's fine, but you want that money separated in owner's pay account so you know what you're entitled to, what you should be paying yourself. So whether you pay yourself in a draw... Or on a on a paycheck, if you're an S corp, you can trans again. You can transfer that wherever your payroll is pulled from. But that's the amount of money that you know the owner should be taking, and it's usually more than the owner is currently taking. Once we implement this system, which is always a nice benefit.
0: And I just want to tap the brakes a little bit right there because I think a lot of people, when they think of allocating their their earnings, that when you say profit, like they're probably already thinking, "Oh, that's my pay, profits, owners' pay, right?" But oh, it's no, not. It's not. It's <sighs> not. So you. So if. You know, you're getting paid on top of putting all this other stuff away. Like, you have your own account that you're paying yourself to. Um, so, if if we're putting away the that profit, and I'm sorry if I'm getting ahead of you, if we're putting mm-hmm. away the profit mm-hmm. that we we check once a quarter, um, what are we using that profit for? Like, where is that going? Like, what's the point of having that? Is that then at the end of the
2: quarter, owners pay, or are we using that? I don't understand. So. Profit, as I said earlier, is used a few different ways in any business. Uh, The number one usual way for profit is that's what you pay debt down with. There's no other way to pay debt. Whether you have credit card debt, line of credit loans, um, investor loans, whatever it is, the only way to service that is through profit. So if you have that, that's what we're scrolling the profit away for. So we can cut down your debt because getting debt free is one of the best feelings in the world. What if we're Uh, debt free already? So great. So if you're debt-free already, one, congratulations, you're in like the rarity. (laughs) But if you are, then this is what we recommend you do. Take half that profit and you're going to put it into a reserve fund because it is always nice to have that rainy day fund, especially in a restaurant when that oven blows or you need new AC or whatever it is, and you don't want to take that out of operating expense. Now you certainly don't because we've kind of narrow down what our budget is for operating expense so if you have those you know extra extraordinary things that happen you're going to want a rainy day fund so you don't have to go put it on a credit card or get a loan So half of that profit, if there's no debt, is going to go into a reserve fund, which is a nice asset to have in any business. The other half is going to go to the owner. And the owner, you know, that's what it's for. It's for, it's, it's, it's the pat on the back for the owner, but the owner can also do other things with it. And one thing I recommend is they can do profit sharing.
0: Yes, that's what I was hoping. Profit sharing
2: for management, (laughs) profit sharing for their staff at any percentage that they want. But, You know, It's a great way to give um, quote-unquote ownership or equity without giving ownership or equity is to do it in the form of profit sharing.
0: Okay. Thank you for getting into that. And I think we left off. um, We were now in the owner's pay. We we talked about that Mm -hmm. bucket or that account. Yeah. Next one's taxes.
2: Yep. So that's the owner tax account. And again, we're going to scroll that away for a quarter because if an owner is taking draws from a business, especially if they're an LLC or if they're S Corp and they still take draws they have to make estimated quarterly payments to Uncle Sam to make Uncle Sam happy. If they don't, they're going to be penalized for that. So that tax account that we're going to scroll away quarterly, we bring it back at the end of the quarter, and we use that money to pay the estimated quarterlies for the owner. So at year end, come April 15th, they're not going to have to worry about a tax bill. We want—we always want to break even on taxes. We don't want to give Uncle Sam more money, interest-free to use throughout the year. We don't want to give him less than have to pay. So that's what it's for. Estimated quarterly taxes that all owners have to pay. Okay. And then we have uh, OPEX. And then the OPEX, that's to pay everything else that isn't food, beverage, labor, or meals tax. So that's to pay all the overhead of the staff. And... It's going to be a smaller amount than what the average owner is used to because it's not all lumped in together with the vendor p- money and the payroll money. It's going to be a smaller, but then you're going to, you're going to make it work. You, you will because you have to, but two, it's just the way your brain's going to function. So what are, what are some of the specific items that go into Operation X? Can you give us some examples? Well, that would be your, your insurance. Uh, any type of office supplies. Um,
0: services, software service, stuff like that.
2: Yep. Software services, advertising, marketing. Um, POS. Computer, possible POS, leases, lease payments. Oh, God, I could go down a whole list just of a, them. but Yeah, I just yeah. want to give
0: the some specific ideas, to kind of give the listeners an idea of what we're talking about here in OPSEX. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. straightforward, but you'd never be too too careful um, okay so we have we talked about what all these accounts are used for uh, we, we've set it up um, what's next after we putting money is there, is there worth going on or does it stop here what happens
2: well it's just important to well I can't hit home enough uh, I know how daunting it might sound to open all these accounts because that's the number one I think pushback that I get when I speak with clients about this and I just can't reiterate enough that it'll sound daunting it really is easy it's really easy once it's set up so once we do that The second most important thing to do is consistency, to stay with it, to not get freaked out. Um, Even if you have to do these allocations every day for a while just to keep the money flowing through the business, then do them every day. Do them every hour if you want to do them, but just do them. The last thing we want to see somebody do is log into their bank account, See that income account at 10000 and transfer it right down to the OPEX and bypass every other account. We don't want to see that happen. That is a recipe for a disaster. So just if you need to go in and do the allocations, you need to have money populated in those accounts, just go ahead. But just stick with the program. Just stick with the percentages that you know are mapped out for you mm-hmm. and keep going. And what will happen, and I know this will happen because I've not only seen it in my own business, I see it every day. In the you know 40 odd businesses that we're doing this for, is that all of those accounts, especially you know, the the nerve-wracking accounts like the cost of goods sold or the labor account or the opex, those balances are gonna start to build because you're gonna start running a better restaurant. You're gonna be looking at your costs in a way that you haven't looked at them before. And you're gonna look for streamline. Efficiencies. It, it's it almost gamifies it. It actually it might sound like a struggle. A struggle is, isn't even the word I would use for this. It's it's just another part of your brain, like you mentioned, of using, and it's fun and it's exciting. And you, now you're going to start seeing these efficiencies come into play in terms of. The balances in these accounts are going to start to add up, add up, add up, and you're you're going to be on fire.
0: Yeah, and you you mentioned gamification. It's almost mm-hmm. like a game, and we learn from the great game of business, Jack Stack, that when you start tracking the numbers and you have this, these this, these systems, it becomes trying to beat your score from last month, right? And the the real magic is when you bring your team into this and you share the numbers with them and you make this into open book management, where you're not just you're not just Using the profit first method, you're then teaching the profit first method to the next generation of operators and they all get in on the game. And when you can, when you can make it into a game and you make it about the numbers and, and being better than you were uh, last week, Mm -hmm. this week, then that's when the magic really starts to happen. That's when the momentum starts to pick up. And it's so powerful. Yeah. All right. One more quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. It's the entrepreneurial myth, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's the idea that when you open your own restaurant, life is going to get easy because you get to do exactly what it is that you love, whether that's front of house or back of house. And then reality kicks in, right? You've got to do all this other stuff that comes with owning a business like taxes, HR, payroll, really boring stuff. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll taxes, HR actually easy for small business. And if you want to add on 401k or health benefits, it's a breeze. Those old school clunky payroll providers just were not built for the modern small business. Not to mention you, you've got to compete with the big guys, but how do you compete with the big guys when you don't have big guy bucks? Well, with Gusto, that's how. Get back to doing what it is you love and let Gusto handle the rest. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll get your first three months free when you run your first payroll. That's Gusto.com slash unstoppable. Again, Gusto.com slash unstoppable. Cake makes it easy. Thousands of restaurant operators are using Cake POS and loving it. With its easy, simple-to-use, and intuitive interface, how could you not? Cake users are achieving peak satisfaction with 24-7 customer support, not to mention lifetime access to Cake University. No wonder customer satisfaction scores are so high. Everything about Cake is simple, including its POS integration with Cake Guest Manager and Google Reservations, which basically allows your guests to book reservations or get on wait lists straight from Google search or Google Maps, that's pretty rad. This simple integration alone has increased guest count by as much as 25%. To learn more about how Cake makes it easy, head over to trycake.com slash unstoppable. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you can save $750 off activation for Cake Point of Sale. But you have to use my links. Again, that's trycake.com slash unstoppable. Okay, so I mean, we've covered a lot. Anything else that we need to cover before starting to wrap things up?
2: Well, I think there's only one more thing I want to add. I probably should have added it in the beginning, but maybe it's a good place to kind of end on as well. And and perhaps Mike will touch on it. But the biggest visual I think I can give the listeners is um, possibly right now in your business, you might be logging onto that banking app on your phone, and you're looking at that one account, and you know maybe it has ten thousand dollars in it, and in your head whether you realize it or not, but we have 297 clients, so I see this all the time. You're thinking $10,000. Okay, great. I got $10,000. I could pay payroll. I could pay my rent. I could pay this. I could buy this. I could buy this. And you spend the $10,000. But what you don't or may not necessarily realize is in that $10,000 balance you see in that one account is your profit, is your owner's taxes, maybe even your owner's pay in there and you just went and you spent it on stuff that you probably could have lived another day without. So when you use the profit for a system... You basically leverage that bank balance accounting system, so now you can go ahead and log into that banking app. but now you're going to only be looking at that Opex account for the most part to to cover those expenses, or maybe you're just going to look at that vendor account, and you know what if that vendor account's showing three thousand dollars, then guess what you can spend that three thousand dollars in your vendors because that's what it was assigned for, and the same with labor and the same with Opex. So you can have that mentality, that bank balance, log in, look at the balance and say, okay, that's what I have to spend because now you can do that because we've already put intention behind that money and placed it where it belonged via these accounts.
0: Yeah. And um, again, I think it just taps onto that that scrappiness, right? When, when we have a certain budget to work with... Um, we, we will make the most of that money and make but, it work. And the, I think the other thing that, that comes up that came up in the book is a lot of businesses will have peaks and valleys, right? Mm-hmm. Busy seasons and slow seasons. Um, and they will, maybe they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, uh, get all these bells and whistles on their business during the busy season. And they have the, the cash flow to manage that busy season. And then what happens is maybe you hit like a slow time, but mm-hmm. you're still operating with all these bells and whistles. Um, did we talk about that at all? Well that's why it's down? percentage based. Okay, gotcha. So
2: that's that basically being percentage based will cover that. Gotcha.
0: Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So I think we covered everything that we came here to cover today. Um, and I'm sure if you're listening to this you You might have some questions. You might be interested in learning more. So, I mean, we need some calls to action here to kind of get you guys taking the next steps. And I think the first call to action is head out there. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. If you head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash profit first, I will have uh, a link to the book Profit First right there in the show notes. So you guys can get that book uh, today and start learning more. Uh, it's on audio. So head over to audibletrial.com slash unstoppable and you can get that book for free if you're not already an audible listener. Uh, you should be. It's, it'll be a game changer. Uh, and then also we're going to host a webinar because after maybe a month from when this episode goes live, we're going to host a webinar because I'm sure you're going to have questions and we're going to have a profit first master. What's the your exact title again? The Profit First Mastery it, Instructor. You Mastery Member. Mastery yeah. master Instructor mm-hmm. Member. Uh, Casey's going to be live with us mm-hmm. at that webinar, and she's going to answer any questions you have uh, about Profit First. And there is talks about a possible course. So if you're interested in really wanting to, you know, get that step by step process, um, then check out that webinar to learn more about the, the course. Um, so get the book. Sign up for the webinar. Head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash profit first. I I'll have a link in the show notes to get, line, to get signed up for that webinar so you can stay tuned as to when that will be. Uh, stay tuned for the closing thoughts too. I'll probably share some more information there about the when and the how. And um, any final thoughts? Any last thoughts you want to share before we start to wrap up?
2: Uh, I don't know if I have any last thoughts. I, I feel like it might be a little bit overwhelming, yeah, you know, the yeah. information we put out there. So I think the webinar will be a great follow up. Um, There's also some information on um, our website to follow up with as well as some restaurant articles that we've written that are helpful about food costs, location, things like that. So... Um, no, I think that the webinar is a great follow-up, but profit first, like you said, the book, the audiobook, it's fun. Uh, it's a fun read. It goes really quick. I know most people read it two or three times just because it's easy and fun and it flows. Yeah. And it's read
0: by Mike too. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you will hear Mike uh, and you've heard Mike now. He's got a ton of energy. Uh, he's well-spoken. He's, he's entertaining. It's a fun book to listen to and read. And uh the only other thing I want to put emphasis on again is the idea that, you know, you know, the name of the book is Profit First, and that might make some people in this industry who are woo-woo and heart heavy, um, that might not hit them well when they first listen mm. to it. And that's kind of what I was thinking when I first read the title of the book, profit first, I was like, uh, that's not my kind of book, uh, you know, but you know, I got into it and I, you, you, you have to take care of yourself. You have to be profitable to take care of other people. And just, it's like that whole analogy they use on an airplane, right? If the, you see the, the oxygen right. mask drops out of the ceiling, uh, you got to put it on yourself first before you start taking care of other people because you, you are useless if you're passed out, right? That's and right. you will pass out, your business will be choked out if you don't have the money. So you got to think of it that way. And um, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you so much. Casey, how can we connect with you if we have any questions?
2: Oh, thank you. Um, The best way um, to reach us would be probably via our website, which I'm really proud of. Actually went live. Uh, We redid it last year and it's very restaurant focused. So that's um, Spark Business Consulting. So www.spark as in spark plug, S-P-A-R-K, businessconsulting.com. Um, you'll see, uh, our restaurants on there, some other businesses on there. Profit first will be on there. And again, you can download some, uh, restaurant articles that we wrote. You can contact us through there as well. Um, yeah, and
0: that will be in the show notes as well. Head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash profit first. And, uh, I almost forgot to have you call somebody out. That is a tradition here at restaurant unstoppable. Uh, so who is one independent restaurant operator, somebody that you respect and admire and know would make a great guest mentor like you made for us today.
2: Oh wow! I'm gonna have to say Brian Lesser. Uh, we spoke about him before. Yes,
0: Brian. Look, out. I'm
2: coming after you, Brian Lesser. yeah.
0: Is he a profit first guy?
2: No, but he, you know what? And he, he, you know, he certainly should be. But every once in a while, you run across a restaurant that is just really killing it, anyway. <laughs> and then you bring this up to him, like, "Oh, that's that sounds good. That sounds good. Okay. Well, next, you know, I'm doing fine, and you know, you could be doing finer, <laughs> you but could be doing better. Right? So he's not yet, but he's on my radar. Awesome. Well, this was a a knowledge packed action advice packed
0: uh episode thank you so much for taking the time to join us and i cannot wait to dive into that webinar and learn more and uh, to help our listeners out Me too all right cheers
2: thank you put it there
0: all right there we go another episode in the archive here at restaurants unstoppable again special thanks to michael mccallowicz and casey anton for coming on the show to uh teach us all about the Profit First Money Management System, the value and uh, how to start implementing that in your business today. And it's a lot to handle first. it's It, seem, I mean, it may be a little overwhelming to listen to this episode and to try to, to implement this system into your business. So here are your calls to action. Go get the book, right? Uh, I will link to the book in the show notes, and I will also link to the Audible version in the show notes if that's your jam, if you like to listen to books. But even more importantly, we're going to be hosting a webinar one month from when this episode goes live. So on September 1st, we're going to be hosting the webinar. It's a Monday. Uh, if you register, if you go to restaurantunstoppable.com slash profit first, you will find a place to register for the webinar. You will get the first two chapters of the book free. In the way that Mike writes this book, it's very front loaded. It's very uh heavy loaded in the beginning of the book, the first two chapters covers the process for profit first. But here's the thing. If you're a restaurant owner, which I imagine you are or you're a restaurant operator, if you're listening to this, there are some tweaks that work best for the restaurant industry. So if you join us one month from today, uh, we will be going over the step by step process of implementing profit first into your restaurant. So make sure you join us to get those step by step processes. And we'll be uh, educating you more, telling you more about a course that we're putting together, uh, which will include, which will include that step by step process with much more detail. Um, it's going to be. Really spelled out for you. And on top of that, we're going to uh, be offering a community so you don't have to go through this alone. Uh, You'll have the support of Casey and myself in a Facebook group. Uh, So if you're interested in that course, that step by step process for mastering the the profit first money management system, then head over to the webinar or get registered for the webinar. Again, slash profit first. Join the webinar uh, and learn more about this this course that we're putting together in this community that we're putting together of restaurant professionals looking to uh, implement this profit uh, or this money management system in their business. And I'm really excited about it. It's our, it's our first course. I'm super excited. And um, I just can't wait to, to pull the trigger and launch the sucker and to build this community. So, yeah, what are you waiting for? Head over to restaurant slash profit first. Register for the webinar and get the first two chapters on us of Profit First. And yeah, we'll talk to you in a month. Peace.